0: Alright, welcome back for another episode everyone Thanks for tuning in, for those who are coming back And for those of you who are new, welcome This is Matt Johnson, a.k.a. Matt Black A.k.a. whatever else you want to call me With the man, Arthur Ward
1: Arthur Ward right here in the flesh Sitting alongside Matty Black Uh, Yeah, yeah, uh, this is Arthur Ward, uh, a.k.a. Arthur Images And we're here on the map on the map welcome to the map welcome everybody so today we are going to do our best to try and keep things
0: on track not veer off the map too much like we usually do 20 minutes maximum okay 25 maximum well 30 okay give me give us some time to talk okay (laughs) let's
1: (laughs) just do 35 40 40,
0: whatever we'll keep putting it up but today's topic is I'll let you introduce it you came up with this one Arthur so you go right ahead
1: I think we should talk about inspiration and you know, how is a creative uh, how valuable uh, inspiration is as a as a concept, as a as a tool, as something that's necessary to, you know, uh, being in business, being a being an entrepreneur and being a a creative entrepreneur for that matter. Yeah,
0: I think this is gonna be a cool topic because I'm curious to see where, Arthur, you get your inspiration from. And if anybody's mm. in the chat wants to comment, be like, hey, I get my inspiration from this, go right ahead and say something. We'd love to hear your guys' input. And, um, yeah, I am curious to see how where I derive my inspira- inspiration from is different from everyone else's.
1: Well, well, let's, let's get right into it, Matt. Uh, let's talk about inspiration with you. Um, for, let's start, you know... Uh, what do you consider as inspiration? Let's go. Let's start there. You know,
0: inspiration is anything that gets me off the couch. Be honest and honest. Makes me want to get out, do something. Whether that be creative or just something productive. So, where I get a lot of my inspiration from nowadays, um, Instagram. Looking at others. Pe- looking at other people's accounts. Their creative stuff. Um, I use a lot of hashtags. So Moodygrams is one of my favorite. Has like a lot of nature, portrait. Moodygrams. Yeah, it's a really cool hashtag.
1: Moodygrams. Uh, All right, I'm going to make a a note of that. Hashtag Hashtag Moodygrams. Moodygrams.
0: Yep. All right. I love watching. Like I love following. There's a ton of hashtags I can't remember. I have them all on my list on my Instagram there that I follow. And then, uh, yeah, other people's accounts. People are always doing amazing things out there. And it's always fun to be like, hey, that's really cool. I wonder if I can create something similar not so much copy but
1: you know there's only so much you know get as close as you can and be think, like hey yeah, i think we're going to get into that too about you know inspiration versus imitation and let's uh, yeah we we'll talked about that anyways uh yeah. back over to you yeah. and i mean another one i i always follow and like
0: to look at is actually photoshop's instagram account okay. uh, they yeah. do a lot of cool they actually do the little stories where they do step-by-step on how to create something in photoshop yeah. um, composites and that's actually really helpful for any of you photoshoppers and photographers out there who want to learn some creative skills and then um another one obviously youtube i watch a ton of youtube there's a bunch of tutorials i love watching the peter mckinnons the maddie apoja's liz pierce um yeah guys like that alan palander and then those guys just really get me fired up and wanting to go out and shoot stuff so yeah I and mean, other than that like People I hang out with uh, around Regina, like looking at Kiri's stuff, looking at your stuff, looking at Casey's stuff. uh, Oh, you're
1: just name dropping there. All right, Kiriako, Kiriako Iatritis Photography. Google that. Look him up on Instagram. Casey Marshall, C underscore Marsh 15. Awesome travel photographer, uh, adventure photographer. Look him up as well, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Kiriako Iatritis. that's I A T. Oh man, ah, uh, yeah, just Google it. I'm gonna leave it to Google. I apologize. Just type in Kiri and do your best. to it. Yeah, the Kiri Regina, that, that, that and will a work. cool-looking K will
0: come up and be like, oh, and it has a black background, white K. You'll be like, that's the one. So,
1: Adam Adams chimed in here. He's saying the hashtag, the big Greek. Oh. <laughs> the big Greek? So uh, Kiriako's uh, background, uh, he's Greek. He's Greek. His yeah, parents like are from Greece. And uh, so I guess, yeah, I mean, maybe you'll find him onto that hashtag. Mm. uh he was doing uh so here
0: we're planning on getting him on the show eventually and we're going to talk about he does a lot yeah. of um outdoor camping trips and i noticed he used a hashtag the other day egg slot because he made like an egg sandwich or something oh very interesting hashtag very Thought catchy very cat egg yeah. slot
1: yeah very uh <laughs> very um yeah
0: very curious <laughs>
1: get your attention for sure
0: yeah but arthur um i have a few more but i'm gonna let you talk about your inspiration where you get it
1: from um before i keep inspiration yeah to me inspiration is anything that is thought provoking i think that's the best way for me to sum it up uh because i get inspiration from all 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 sorts or different places but um yeah, anything for me that, you know, gets me thinking about a certain concept, doesn't have to be necessarily photography, it is, uh, you know, that's inspiration for me. And um, I think when it comes to, like, you know, even distilling inspiration a little bit more, you can have two different types of inspiration. You can have the, what I'll say, the philosophical Uh, inspiration sources of inspiration and then you can have the technical sources of inspiration so to give you an example the technical sources of inspiration for me would be um, you know going on YouTube and and following Peter McKinnon or Maddie Hapoya or for example you were just talking about hashtags one of the uh, hashtags I like to follow is ISO 1200 magazine And on there, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes of lighting setups. So, you know, I get some inspiration from there, just looking at different lighting setups that other photographers in the industry are using. And I take bits and pieces from that. So that, to me, is technical inspiration. And more from the philosophical inspiration, uh, they're, like, for example... I remember one one uh, about a year ago. Uh, my wife, she's a she, you know, she plays softball and she coaches softball. And you know, I was I went to a game. I took a lot of pictures, and I was just editing the pictures, just calling through them. And she was standing over my shoulder, looking at the photos of all you know her girls playing, and she was like t- talking to me while I'm going through the photos about how much her girls love the sport and how it means the world to them. And then right away, a light bulb went off in my head. I was like, you know what I should do with one of these images is just edit it to show how much the sport of softball means to them and show how the sport of softball is their world, right? And the first thing that came into my head was, you know, back then, 360 cameras were, like, really big and a lot of hype. And they were making, like, all these little globe tiny planet types of photos that was my very first camera was the uh the yeah. one you recommended yeah me yeah, to buy. yeah the the rico the uh, rico
0: theta. theta theta i still have that upstairs
1: yeah the little uh, globe thing right yep. and that's the first thing that came to my side i went and i googled and i was like it would be cool to get that globe in the center of the photo to be like a softball and have the players on that softball to look like planet earth so and so in terms of like I guess philosophical inspiration is like taking a meaning and the meaning you know or that phrase in, in, in this example, softball being their world, that was my inspiration and I took that and kind of like built on that to, to create something totally new to me from scratch right? Um, so I guess, and you know, there's a lot other examples I have, you know, in that case, but, um, you know, I break it down to those two areas just to show that inspiration could come from anywhere or anything, you know, um, like, and, and this was just yesterday, uh, yesterday I was showing you that new account that I found on Instagram, Paul Ripkey. Yeah. I've been, I've been going through stuff like crazy. Yeah. So how I found that guy was I there's a there's a this I'm going to drop a plug a documentary here on Netflix. There's a really cool documentary. It's called Formula One Drive to Survive. Look it up. Uh, Netflix recommended it to me. And, you know, I love cars. So I clicked it. I watched it. There's like 10 episodes. Loved it. I'm a big Formula One fan now. Can't stop talking about it. So ever since then, this is like two weeks ago, I am Googling, YouTubing, doing everything Formula One. And one of the things that I noticed is that the best team in Formula One right now, Mercedes, AMG, F1, uh, they're killing it on social media. They're absolutely killing it on Instagram, Twitter. They're out there and they're really doing a really good job. Because they're doing two things. They're entertaining their audience. And they're educating their audience. On this at the same time. So for somebody like me. New to the sport of Formula 1. I'm hooked on Mercedes Instagram. Because they're teaching me all these things. About the sport. Which I don't think. There's, there's not a lot of professional organizations. sport organizations out there. Doing what they're doing. And you know, I went down the rabbit hole and came across the guy that's actually running their Instagram account. His name is Paul Ripkey. And I followed his personal account. And then I just kind of got blown away because he does these Instagram TV episodes. The daily check-in. What does he call the, it? The, the Ripkey, daily Ripkey. The daily Ripkey. Daily dose of Ripkey. Daily dose yeah. of Ripkey, yeah. And the guy, it's, this is it's a novel thing, but he just, turns the camera on on his phone and then he has an app on his phone and I've it's, it's not even
0: an app it's actually it comes with iphone it comes with iphone yeah now? yeah so it's, it's that it's you have to go what? if i can't remember how i did it but you actually have to go in the settings on and then you, you like add that to right there
1: i downloaded an app to do no, that no
0: you don't need that it's, it's a screen record so like, oh, right crap. now three two one it you records your screen
1: that's crazy
0: I know right so so it's already on the phone and oh, everything that, that see that's just crazy so when Arthur was uh in um, when Arthur was telling me about this he was like this is the like this is the greatest vlog setup is it so there's no equipment required besides your phone no. you just record the screen and then everything's there you just, if you want to pull up a picture you just everyone can see you don't need to do any like cutting editing so for those of you out there who just want to share your daily experience and want to vlog but don't have a lot of you know whether that you be premiere,
1: cameras in your phone yeah already.
0: so you don't have to worry about premiere or anything you just it's
1: it's all no editing it's just put it in your phone yeah. and you're good to go just open up the camera app in your phone and then record your screen and that's how the guy vlogs and it's already in vertical format it fits nicely insta- into Instagram And yeah, so you see how just to kind of like go back here, like watching a documentary on Formula One that led all the way to me discovering this new technique, which now which eventually inspired me to explore some new ways of you know recording and documenting uh different things through a vlog
0: that's like last week when you found the surfer who licks his gopro to keep the water spots off it oh yeah you just find random things if you just go down an internet rabbit hole you'll
1: <laughs> well you know there's there's uh when i was starting on photography i was on all the youtube photography channels i pretty much i, I blazed through a lot a lot a lot of tutorials right and they, it gets to a point where you, you know on YouTube and you're like, you've already checked out almost, I'm not saying everything, but you've checked out almost every major thing that you can go and research and you're like, well, what's new, you know? And then, you know, I just started finding myself just clicking on other bunch of random things, you know? It's like, oh, what's, you know, GoPro, you're going to GoPro, uh list of videos and then you know you see certain athletes and then you follow an athlete and then you see they're sponsored by certain brands you go on that brand and that brand may be doing other things associated that are not associated with sports at all and you go down that road and then next thing you know you're way off of the you know the map but then you're discovering something cool that's the the one really cool thing about youtube is
0: that um they do a really good job of recommending other videos for you so you're watching something and then It may be something completely different, but it's still like, hey, I'm still interested in that. How would you know I'd like that? That's usually how I find find out cool tricks and tips.
1: Oh, yeah. My uh, YouTube recommendations are littered with like Formula One videos and accounts right now. It's funny.
0: So um, I was in Saskatoon and helping here with the shoot. And he was all about the, what's the, it's called Formula One, what on Netflix? Formula One, Drive to Survive. Drive to Survive. And Kerry and would just, was talking my ear off about it. And I get back and you're like, oh, I just started watching this Formula One. I'm like, I know, I heard about it already. Shot in 60 frames per second. That was one of Currie's pet The piece. cinematics
1: are so yeah. good in, the, in this documentary too. It's uh, it's uh, it's pretty good. It's Cur- worth a watch.
0: <laughs> Curry was just bound and
1: determined to uh, drive an F1 one day. Oh, man, that'll be, uh, I don't think I'll ever want to drive one because it's, it's like $9 million for one of those cars. I don't want to be breaking anything.
0: I don't think my insurance would cover that if I crashed.
1: Yeah, no. Oop. You know what I did think of doing though is buying one of the, uh, the scale, the model replicas of them and then actually shooting that on a tabletop and then adding some sparks and some blur. Like, oh
0: I see what you're saying that would oh, yeah. be cool you oh, ever yeah. see there's a guy who had a bunch of stormtroopers and he had uh, like he did it just in his garden and then he put a bunch of like firecrackers off in the background so it looked like they were going to war mm. sort of thing
1: oh yeah crazy. toy. crazy yeah. toy photography is a big business if anybody out there is uh, you know looking for something to, be, to for a niche toy photography uh, one of the best guys out there actually works for Disney or worked for Disney his name is uh, Mitchell Wu, and I think you look Ooh. him up on Instagram. Mitchell Wu, that's photography. a fun last name. Mitchell Wu, yeah, this guy he does um, really awesome things with these little miniature toy figures, and yeah, he, he it just he just brings them to life. Uh, toy photography is uh, something pretty. Uh, amazing if you look into it
0: that should be one of the uh the map blogs that we've been planning we're, we're gonna plan one who can get the best photo in just auto mode we were talking about oh, our yeah. first episode yeah. about um people who just how, how good a photo you can basically get just using auto on your camera so that's gonna be one challenge that arthur and i try and tackle who can do a better job and then next one should be who can get the best toy photography photo
1: yeah i'm down i'm down for the toys
0: I want uh my, my favorite the toy that I'm picturing right now, you know those like parachute men you could you could buy? Yeah, yeah. I'm I would I would I would photograph that. Like right by the airport, I would wait for a plane to go by and then I'd throw him up so it'd look like he jumped out of the plane.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um I can't remember I remember you buy like the buy 'em in bulk and like a whole bunch of like mm-hmm. green plastic men.
0: Yeah, and they were right beside the uh styrofoam planes planes that you'd put mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nostalgia.
1: Those styrofoam planes were the thing. They had the little plastic props you stick on them too. And some of them, they will travel for for like oh, ways.
0: Yeah. That's true. If you can't make paper airplanes, that's what you got to get. Spend like 40 bucks.
1: <laughs> All right. Where are we at? Where are we at?
0: Inspiration. You and, know, I, this is funny. i So, another place that I sometimes get inspiration from, or at least, where I ended up creating conversation. I think we're all guilty of this is things that we just like absolutely hate. <laughs> One thing that I got talking with uh, my girlfriend, we were at the gym and I, this is a fad this year and I'm sorry if you're really into this, but it's not going to last. And I just don't think it looks good is, uh, they're like the biker style shorts where you just like wear them to work out. So they're like all the way down to the knee, but they're really like tight 70s style, except they're all black. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, they basically look like those, they basically look like bike shorts, you know, like with the pad in them, but without the pad and now that's the new style. Oh yeah. Women's workout shorts 2019 and they're just long ones and they're just not flattering.
1: I don't go to the gym.
0: Oh man, I do. Can you tell? Uh, (laughs) Gotta look at you for a while. Yeah. So I don't know. There was a one friend there I was talking with in high school. Um, the one thing that we had in common was things that we just all hated and that's what brought our friendship together Hmm. and what always inspired us to get conversations going. I know it's kind of negative, but it's always, it's always fun as long as you like hate on things in a respectful manner.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you can agree to disagree. Hmm. Of course we're all entitled to our opinions. Um, But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know about shorts. I only have like. I'll Google up a picture two right pairs now. Here's so, a
0: shorts. So you can see exactly what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah. Well, uh. Like short. Huh, to just kind of like uh, sum up where we at right now, uh, you know, inspiration, uh, going on to Instagram, looking up a bunch of hashtags.
0: That's what I'm talking about.
1: Guys are wearing those?
0: No, no, that it's women's. But it's just like coming back for 2019. I know. I know.
1: I mean, I that looks normal to me.
0: Oh, really? I just, I just think there's better short options out there.
1: Uh, if so who you said were in it? Guys or girls? Girls. Girls. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. They're it's like, fine? Like, okay. I don't know. Well. That looks normal to to their me. own. Yeah? Whatever. I'm not in the gym, though, so I guess I, I really...
0: Ain't I up in the gym.
1: gym? Yeah. I can't say... But, um, yeah, looking up uh hashtags on Instagram is you know one good place to uh, find some inspiration. and then, you know, having an open mind, having an open mind, uh you know, going out there and just doing things, you know, just to enjoy it and you know, after a while you'll get you'll start realizing how things can apply to. The work you do or the thing that you love to do whether it be photography videography um so if you like to cook and like to bake cupcakes after a while you might realize a couple baking tips that work out well in the world of film uh i don't know Hmm. Uh, you know a
0: thing that's really cool about um food photography you ever watch those things that they always come up on my instagram of um things they use like so instead of ice cream or instead of whipped cream, for example, on like pie, if they're photographing pie, they actually use um, shaving cream. It just holds its oh, shape better. Oh yeah. Cool
1: things like that. You uh the biggest thing is um, if you're if you're on a food photography set, don't eat the food hmm. uh, because they do a lot of things that yeah, it makes it look good, but it's not edible. Ew. So you know like WD-40, you spray that on a burger patty and that will keep it looking like it just came off of the grill Hmm. Uh, you know that's that's one thing and they do a lot of things you just look it up google it yeah because food uh there's a lot of things happening with food like like for example the head on a beer won't always stay there you know you take a burger you put it together the cheese will start to melt do you know what you
0: do to to preserve the head of a beer
1: I'm not sure. I think it's like... dish soap. Dish soap? Yeah, it's a little bit of dish oh, soap. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, you know... Yeah, don't eat the food on set if you're f- into food photography.
0: Oh, so you'll get sick. You'll get food poisoning. <laughs> well, yeah. Or some type of poisoning.
1: You get some type of poisoning, that's for sure.
0: You know what else actually gets me really inspired uh, creatively and just in general? What? Whenever I go to live music... Okay. So I don't... Like I still play a little bit of guitar. Whenever I go listen to songs, or um, I, even just anyone who's really really good at their craft, or you're watching them do something live. I always just get really inspired to do whatever that is that I just watched. And I'm like, oh, you know, they. So for example, I just went to Shaky Graves, and basically what he does, he plays guitar and then he does the uh, kick drum and then also the cymbal. So he's like hitting a suitcase and he's playing all by himself and singing, and that's just like the talent. I guess when you ever watch someone who's really talented at their craft do something, it just inspires me to, I guess, be better at what I do or mm. give that a shot. So, Or um, last year at Folk Fest when we were watching um, Walk Off the Earth. Yeah. Yeah, those guys, if you ever get the chance to see them live or ever have seen them live, you'll see what kind of show they put on, just the amount of theatrics they do along with the music and the actual show they put on on stage It's just...
1: Yeah, they're, they're entertainers. Uh, uh, definitely entertainers.
0: I agree. I agree.
1: Yeah, when I go to shows like that, too, it's like, uh, I'm actually, and you see me doing it like at Fashion Week, like I'm just taking photos of the floodlights, mm-hmm. you know, the, the stage lighting and stuff like that. Like, I really like, you know, how they do the lighting at those events and sometimes when i'm you know building a composite i really want to use that lighting so you know i'll take my camera and i'll take pictures and i'll just be the fool and you know looking like a fool amongst everybody else pointing my camera up to the ceiling up to the stage up to the sky well it's really cool because you know a lot of the stuff. So everyone
0: uses Adobe Stock or some kind of stock footage for their for use their composites. But what you do, and I've seen you use it lots, like in the old Rider State, in old Mosaic Stadium in Regina here. Uh, Arthur actually took pictures of the I, oh, yeah. yeah the back the, the backlights the, the, the floodlights. yeah and you the use that in a lot lights. of your a lot oh, of yeah. your composites. I've
1: used that a lot. So uh, yeah, it's just cool you pro know. Pro tip: there's there's stuff all around. There's stuff all around. That's you know a good example of technical inspiration. Like, yesterday, uh, I was on a bus in public transit, and I had my camera, and some of the new buses have the this kind of, like, new seats, and they've, they're blue, but they have a different... They have an interesting texture to it. I just took the camera, and I'm just taking pictures of the seat. Like, I I definitely look like a fool then on the bus. Did anyone ask you, what are you, what are you ah, doing, you know, buddy? You know, people just kind of, like, keep to themselves, huh? you know? But... Yeah, I got a lot of good shots of the seat. And uh, when those photos from that shoot that we last did come out, I will show you how I used a lot of that. I'm actually going to make a video to do this because there's a lot of... uh, what I've been doing a lot lately is I find every time I go to an event, especially like a sporting event, so let's say a football game or a track meet, I've got two cameras slung from my side and I'm just running around trying to capture all the events. I My cameras misfire so much. Like they're hanging from my side when I'm running or to going to a different spot. So it'll hit my thigh and I'll ca- it'll fire off a couple frames and they're usually out of focus pointing up at the sky, or pointing down at the turf. And after all these years, well, what I used to do is just delete them. I was like, yeah, it's garbage. Then I realized, you know what? There's some nice color and texture in some of these. So I set up a folder on my laptop and every time I go to an event now and my camera just misfire, I'll take that frame if I like the color and texture and just drop it into a folder. And whenever I'm working on a composite, I open up that folder with my colors and textures. And I just use that.
0: Well, I think I was asking on some of those yellow backgrounds you use for, um, there's a lot of the Regina Cougar athletes when you're putting all the volleyball uh, ones out in your feed. And you're like, oh, I was like, oh, what did you do? How would you get the background look like that? And he's like, oh, that's actually a misfire when I was at the ledge or something of the ground of the floor there.
1: Oh, that was actually... Yeah, I know which image you're talking about. Yeah. I went to the the legislative building and, yeah, same thing. You know, camera misfired by accident. And the floor was this yellow mustard-looking carpet. And, yeah, it, the frame was out of focus and I took that and I liked the color and I used it in one of my composites. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing now. I'm just... I'm seeing the world around me in an abstract view and you know and it just kind of dawned on me i guess a couple months ago by looking at one of the misfired shots and then just a light bulb went off it's like ah, this has got nice texture to it why do i need to delete it Mm -hmm. well and it's not only just like things you
0: can't make out like even pictures of skies start building those that portfolio of backgrounds i noticed so i was in 22 fresh the other day with arthur and you know it's one of the shots it's uh i think it's um west of town here on that road where the the right where the train tracks were we went and shot um oh smoke bombs for (sighs) folk fest crew oh that area yeah so you you did a 22 fresh shoot out there and Um, where the girl's standing by like the no through road sign or something like a city limit sign. Yeah. And then I noticed in the background, I'm like, huh, well, that's not where the legislative building is. And that's just another example of a comp that you like, you know.
1: Oh no, that was not a comp. That was what? That was not a comp. No, 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 no. Really? No, that was, that was not a comp. That was, um, it looked like that because I used that long focal length oh i put the two times extender onto the 70 to 200 so it was 400 millimeter equivalent and shooting at that long focal length you compress the background and you, you 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 magnify the background really oh so the legislative building looked way bigger than it should but that's just a natural effect using that focal length and then the out. colors that you're seeing in that image that's why we shot so early in the morning we shot it just before sunrise so we could get that color in the sky
0: yeah that, yeah i thought that was a comp i looked at it, I'm like huh there's no way that that but now i know i've actually yeah. never shot with that long focal length so
1: well that's kind of a good example of like reverse inspiration right there because like for me i'm building composites based on Photos and and pictures of scene, and I was like, you know, this would be very great. But when you get the opportunity to actually go out and capture, you know, the image you want with the ideal settings and and having the aesthetic that you that you need, you kind of have a good idea what you're looking for because you spent so much time trying to recreate that image, let's say in Photoshop. So when you get the actual opportunity to go out and capture it, you know, you know, all the tools and you have a good idea of all the details in terms of logistics of timing and positioning and location, you know, all that stuff already because you've been, you know, doing it for so long. So it's kind of, yeah, like reverse inspiration, like Mm. working backwards in a sense. So basically you got two
0: choices. You can spend a bunch of time getting it right so it looks good in camera. Or you can spend a bunch of time <laughs> after the fact doing it in Photoshop.
1: Yeah, a little bit of both really depends, is good. Yeah, a little bit of both is good. Uh, yeah, not everybody is uh, is gonna be. Not everybody wants to, you know, be spending a lot of time in Photoshop. And there's some other people that you know would enjoy spending a lot of time in Photoshop. So yeah, uh, whatever floats your boat. That is true. Mm-hmm. how much time we got here how how where are we at in this podcast we're about 33 minutes so all right yeah 33 let's see yeah so uh, what we what we said 30 35 i gave it i think i i, think I started I at
0: 20 30, and then we all went up worked, 45 uh, yeah
1: well, let's let's cap it at 35 let's give this one this is gonna be a short and sweet uh podcast um out there but i think before we go we gotta wrap this map up with a couple uh, hashtags. You know, just name it name, drop a couple of hashtags for, for some technical sources of inspiration for for everybody out there. So uh, you mentioned Moody Grams.
0: Yeah, I really like the ones on uh, Fuji Feed. Um,
1: we should mention that you're a Fuji photographer as well. Yeah,
0: I really enjoy my Fuji cameras. Just, I really yeah, do. Okay. So Fuji fam. Fuji Fuji.
1: Fuji 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 gang, Fuji
0: gang, Fuji gang, Fuji gang (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: But yeah, Moody Grams You got anything else? Um, Oh geez, here let me pull
0: this up There's launch designs I don't know if that's a hashtag or just an account Um, Oh, there's so many I I feel like I should just tag them all in the description Do you have any? Can I look them up on mine really quick? Oh
1: yeah, I got some uh, Hashtag pro photo Uh, I put that, that's one hashtag I follow uh, hashtag Sportrait I also follow my own hashtags uh, I, What else uh, Hashtag ISO 1200 Magazine uh, I just
0: followed that one when you said it, yeah, it has some that, good stuff
1: That's a lot of good behind the scenes stuff out there And One other I guess the rest are, are accounts uh, So ISO 1200 Magazine is also an account. I follow that as well. Uh, FlashMates, hashtag flash underscore mates. Uh, There's a lot, it's a Godox community, I believe, but uh, there's a lot of behind the scenes uh, lighting setups on there. Uh, I like to follow that as well. And what else do I like to follow? I can
0: put a few in. I was just looking at mine that I follow. Um, Landscape underscore lovers. That's a really good one. Mm. Uh, Basically, you can find like a ton. If you're really into landscape photography, people do some amazing stuff on there. Uh, Just to give a local hashtag uh, plug, hashtag explore Sask. Or no, hashtag meanwhile in Sask. Both those are good. But the meanwhile in Sask one, that is, I believe it's the flat clothing line. That is their hashtag. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. But they always um I guess repost a bunch of images hmm. that are really, really cool. Um Beautiful Canada is another good one. And special shots, special underscore shots. ones.
1: Yeah, there you go. Uh there's a lot of there's a lot of hashtags out there and it's it's easy to to find a couple and usually once you get into one it opens up a whole bunch of others like for example if you go into the iso 1200 magazine hashtag you go in there you click on a couple photos and those photos will be tagged with other hashtags as well and you could go exploring that way uh, be warned it's a rabbit hole you can spend a lot of time doing this so uh, mm-hmm. make sure you don't have uh, kids to feed or dogs to let out it. any or, yeah, uh, any responsibilities important responsibilities as such yeah. but uh another another cool
0: thing too so um i'm just I, w- I was looking for a bunch of content so i'm doing a bunch of stuff this summer for glamping resorts out of buffalo pound and i was just looking for inspiration to see what you know comes up under the hashtag glamping follow their glamping accounts and i found you know probably a summer's worth of ideas that i can go out and we didn't actually talk about the you know difference between copying and getting inspired about oh, stuff. Yeah, should we
1: talk about that quick?
0: I mean, we might as um, well. It's kind of an interesting well, we little. Can,
1: we can. Uh, we can. Like, where's the line between okay. getting
0: inspired from something and then actually copying it?
1: Well, okay, inspiration and imitation. It's very, very. That's a very thin line. I think uh you need to ensure. I guess one way to separate the two from copying versus inspiration is if it's in the same context, then it's easy to say that it is being copied. So uh, let me let me find an example. Okay, all right. So okay, inspiration versus imitation. What's something? you can use as a source of inspiration and how to avoid you know, being blamed for copying. You have to look at context. Context is uh, one of the things that you should keep an eye on. And also, and I should put this out there, it also would not hurt to just straight up and say, hey, I was inspired by this person or inspired from this source, uh, it's, it's always good to just state where you get your source of inspiration from that. I think that's just a good gesture. Uh, but you got to make sure that if you take something, if you take a piece of work, material, a technique or something like that, that, you know, it's, it's not being used in the same context. So like a, just a high level example, you see a type of lighting setup that's used in fashion photography alright and then I guess straight up copying would be okay you use that same lighting setup in fashion photography it's the same context right so if you're doing something like that well you know you just state where well these photos and The lighting setup was inspired by, you know, Annie Leobitz or somebody like that. And, you know, that that's just a good gesture. You can take the same lighting setup from fashion photography and put that into food photography. Right. And I think what you're doing now is you're you're changing the context. Right and you're 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 applying what you learned from i guess a different field but you're changing the context and putting it into a field where it hasn't been before you know and you're taking you're using sort of like creative liberty there but as as i mentioned uh before and i'll mention again it's still good to note the source of inspiration no i completely agree and you know it's never a
0: bad idea say if you really you know you're inspired by that lighting setup and you just want to try it to see you can do it so if you want to post that image whatever it is just you know like i said give credit you know a crazy example is um and this was in music so the red hot chili peppers there's that song danny california sweet louisiana that one Mm. so they wrote it and then after this fact i think it was it's a tom petty song tom petty was like hey this is exactly like like last dance with mary jane or something like that if you look at it tom petty um red hot chili pepper song played side by side they're exactly the same and the red hot chili peppers were literally like "Huh, oh, we didn't even realize so they just gave credit to them because they're like wow yeah. we didn't mean to do that it's just you're one of our inspirations and just kind of putting the many as many songs together as we have sorry sort of thing but yeah as long as you know that all happens we all it's so hard to be original um nowadays You still can, but you got to just derive information from or inspiration from different places to kind of like put that into your own ball. That is either Matt Black, Arthur Images or whoever you are.
1: Yeah, there's there is, you know, if you think you're the first person to do something, it's probably been done at least once before or a similar version of it, you know, and. I, you know, I say this all the time, my work, my portfolio, my body of work has been inspired heavily by, you know, three photographers, right? And if you look at those three photographers side by side, you can see the similarities, right? Kiriakou Atreides, Joel Grimes, and Blair Bunting, like they all have a similar style. And that's something that, I, you know, I gravitate to. So, uh, you know, my lighting setup, my editing techniques, they're, they're all, they're all similar. And I try to give those photographers credit, uh, as much as possible because my success of the success of my portfolio, I owe it to them. And, you know, I don't want to, to, you know, to, to just take that and run with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, inspiration, you will get it from a lot of different places and, you know, I guess the, the worst thing you can do is to to take a piece of inspiration you've got and, you know, call it an original idea or your your own idea. Uh, and I think we talked about this in the last uh, episode, too, is, you know, uh, one of the other episodes where we're so many we're so far down the road on this map now. But um, uh, we talked about collaboration and how it be an important part of our industry, you know. So collaboration there is so much more collaboration today in the industry than in the past that, you know, you know, ideas are being reshaped and re- reworked and and put into different contexts all the time. So just by giving credit to the source of the inspiration is one where you can avoid mm-hmm.
0: and in trouble. I'll just give an example of just straight up stealing something you shouldn't do, and I've seen this done before, and if this is you, just stop doing it because it's just a bad thing, is when people actually, so say if they were to take your photo, mm. put a filter over it, mm. post it on their feed. Not only is that, it's like, oh, I edited that photo to look a certain way, um, and now you just kinda stole it and made it, that that that's pro- that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree with that hundred percent.
1: Yeah, you know what? It's like, there's a moral and there's an ethical uh, responsibility each creator should have as well. Legally, there it's a it's a different it's a different it's a different thing legally. Uh, intellectual property law is something that's just blurry and murky. It's clear as mud. Really, and you know, there are a lot of there are a few creatives that are popular for just straight up what would look like just copying other people's work, you know, and just changing some texts or some captions. But yeah, I, I I you know, if it feels like it's being copied, most of the time you you have a good your your feeling is justified you know it's sometimes you just get that feeling from the gut and you just can't explain it but you know okay this is copied but um i saw something a couple weeks ago where one photographer went off on a rant on youtube about people copying her work and i was like i think she's been a little too harsh because all the years she's on youtube and she's showing people how she edits and when you get a following like that, like a fan following like that, you you're gonna inspire people. And some people that are just starting out, like you were just talking about, may just copy inadvertently. But her examples what she was showing about how they copied, I'm like, lady, you need to just calm down yeah, because clearly they, I mean, yeah, they got a yellow dress, a girl in a yellow dress with a with a blue bike. And it's not even the same dress. It's not even the same like it's not the same time girls, of day. Probably not the same place. Yeah, and but they're just trying to say, "Hey, look what I did. Thank you for you know, uh, your, your, your. Thank you for your help in helping me create this." And she just reamed into them. It's
0: yeah, uh, that's questionable. I don't agree in that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Everybody have a different take to it, but uh, I think what you should do is just you know give credit and that would uh that would save a lot of headaches
0: yeah or you always get the people who are worried about their images being stolen I was talking about that filter thing and then you see people on their Instagram feed always putting their watermark on every single photo I think that's a bit too far but
1: yeah you know when I started <laughs> off I used to watermark everything I was scared of people stealing my photos but then now I don't watermark well you know what the only thing i watermark is if i go to an event and i shoot in high volume i'll watermark those images and Until people actually buy them and well know, yeah. yeah so yeah. part of my business model is if i go to an event like a track meter or basketball game i'll take you know let's say 500 photos and put them on my website to sell and that that selling me selling those photos isn't necessarily me uh, making a living off of those photos. It's just, you know, some passive income. But what happens a lot of time is a lot of people screen grab those photos and the quality drops severely. And then what they do is then they tag me in the photos. And so when you're on Instagram or Twitter and you're looking at the photos, I'm tagged in this action photo that is very, very low quality. Makes you look bad. And yeah, that's just a pet peeve of mine. So I'm like, you know what? It's a low quality because they screen grabbed it. So one way I can just communicate to, I guess, the world that this low quality photo is happening as a result of the end user and their actions of just screen grabbing this photo, I put my watermark on there. And, you know, when that low quality photo now shows up, there's a kind of pixelated watermark on there and it's like okay yeah you could tell that person screen screen grabbed the photo
0: yeah that's a bit different i'm talking about like say actually the photos that you post on your instagram if you were to water like i always see i see a lot of accounts do that and nothing's gonna make me not follow your account is if i'm seeing a bunch of watermarks in your image because i look at i'm like that's a really nice image but that logo in the corner is really ruining
1: yeah (laughs) i mean there there are some people that watermark the hell out of the images and for some it were like wedding photographers or portrait photographers some of them have that you know okay let's we're talking about Peter McKinnon he's got that kind of like cursive handwritten logo yep that i think those type of logos lend themselves well to sort of that more intimate style of photography like weddings or whatever that's subtle it kind of looks like an art piece right um those don't bother me too much and but I don't personally watermark my photos uh, because I think a for first of all it takes away it distracts from the image. Most of the times I'm doing composites, so I'm trying to steer eye in a certain direction. So if I go ahead after all that work and put a watermark on the image, it's killing it. And then secondly, if somebody like steals a photo or it's, I mean I don't I don't want that to happen. But most of the times, and I'll I'll just go ahead and say this. Most of the times, the stuff that you're seeing on my Instagram is usually personal projects. Work that, you know, I wasn't commissioned to do. Because when I do get commissioned for work, it's usually not on my Instagram. At least not on my Instagram right away. It could be like three, four, a couple months before it even ends up on my Instagram. Uh, but most of the work that I do that I get paid to do is directly for clients and that goes straight to the client and they use it for whatever application they need. Um but yeah, I'm really not concerned about my work being stolen, I guess. If somebody straight up takes one of my images and puts a filter on it, then you know, I'll message them and say, Hey, uh, and just let them know I'm I'm not happy with that. But one thing that I do, and Google's help us out a lot with this, and a lot of, and photographers should know this, is every time I edit a photo, I go in and I update the uh, metadata, the metadata, the ITPC uh, information. I go in, I put my copyright my name my full name my phone number my email address all that stuff you put in the metadata in your photo and when you save it make sure it saves with all the metadata and in photoshop you can save it with just the copyright information or you could save it with all the exif and metadata information and what happens is now on google they did this a year ago when you click on an image in a google image search you can go so, the copyright logo right on in it, that photo, and you can click on more copyright info. And what Google shows you is the copyright uh, holder, so the name of the person that has the copyright, and just like the copyright information attached with it. Now, there's a catch with that because programs like Facebook and when i say facebook facebook and instagram they scrub all the metadata all the metadata from the images when you upload it to facebook oh, i didn't know that so they scrub all that so that won't show up and usually when you're searching images google will show you a lot of facebook and instagram images but like any images that go on my website or that end up on behance or flickr or any other like any other photo platform especially like news sites and stuff like that, do retain all that metadata information. So I put the metadata in there because at the end of the day, if there's a dispute or something like that, the chances of me being able to identify that image as mine uh, goes up a slight bit. Hmm. Real? Yeah. All um, right. I think we went way down the road there.
0: Yeah, we should probably start wrapping it up. We're at almost 55 minutes.
1: Okay, This went from us trying to be the shortest podcast ever to probably the longest. I just
0: had to add that last little bit in there.
1: <laughs> oh, well, there you go, folks. You got two a two-for-one special right oh. here today.
0: You know, one day we will have a jingle to end this show, but until then, we just got Matt and Arthur in the afternoon.
1: Yeah, it's Matt Northern. Arthur in the afternoon. I uh, want to give a shout out to everybody that uh, joined in on the Instagram live over there. Uh,
0: Thanks, guys, for watching. you
1: guys. And uh, yeah, uh, apologies. Uh, we ran out of time for Kiriaka Treaties, but uh, hopefully we could get him on the show sometime. Yeah, we actually
0: won't be doing a live show for about at least another week. You can't
1: tell him that. That's well, that, that's, that's the secret to well, the, that is the secret. that's the Hollywood secret. Okay, well. That the, you guys are going to get a podcast every week, right? Until the end of the season. And then that is true. Yeah, you don't know. They don't need to know how we're doing the podcast. I guess the people on the Instagram live will realize that next week Thursday we won't be doing we're recording a podcast. But hey, you go on anchor or just wherever you get your podcast just go there look us up and you can be entertained so right now i'm just
0: going to share this with everybody we're not on the apple podcast store we're still waiting to be approved it, it takes a while to be approved but we are an anchor and if you do want to listen to us just go to either of our instagram accounts matt black photos or arthur images and click on the link in our bio and then you can go listen to us there we have two episodes out right now. Number one, number two, and number three will be dropping on Thursday of next week. And that actually one features Bradley Cl- Clifford. Bradley like Nomad. Nomad.
1: Yeah. That's another name drop for you right there.
0: Another name drop. All and right. then, yeah, I, and the reason I was saying that we won't have another episode, we're going to take a week off. It gives us more time to plan, so we're bring a carry on the show. And one thing I think we should do, too, is ask the audience, like, put one out the week before and then get you guys to ask us questions again because was really, I enjoyed that last time. That yeah really yeah fun. yeah
1: that was that was good having a guest was pretty I I guess made it very interactive as well it did but it this did. is this is season one this is season one and i think you know we we're still trying a lot of things out like it took matt today maybe like half an hour to get the sound working correctly. and you know
0: all it was was there's a button on the back that says peak limiter or something like that and that wasn't pressed in because everything was coming in all crackly so that was frustrating. Oh, and last time we had when we had Brad on the show, we had to use like a USB mic, and it was all complicated. Didn't work quite well. We're gonna have an interface so we can have up to eight people speaking on. it.
1: So we just need mics. Whoa! yeah, almost don't, lost. Don't that. Uh, destroy the one, <laughs> one of the only mics we have. That was crazy. It almost
0: fell. But anyways, we're still pretty bush right now, but we'll we'll get there.
1: Yeah, this is a very
0: exploratory first season. Yeah. So thanks for supporting us and watching us and listening to us all you great people out there
1: all you people out there in podcast land this is your boy arthur images here about to wrap the map up with the one to my right cheers with uh
0: matt black photos aka matt johnson aka t-bar aka whatever else you want to call me
1: all right and then yeah uh yeah we'll uh wrap this up here uh shout it again to good spirit kombucha for uh Keeping us uh, refreshed during the podcast. Oh, yeah, and I guess they're
0: the unofficial sponsor of this episode.
1: On a, yeah, unofficial. Uh, <laughs> anyways, let's wrap this map up. Uh, yes, it was good. It was a nice chat. We talked about inspiration today. And uh, yeah, I'm going to shut this mic down. And
0: Three, two, one, cut.
1: We're out.